Um, wait, is this her? Are you radio gunk? I am. I just woke up. That's okay. And I, I apologize. <clears throat> Excuse me. I apologize that I didn't set this up like uh, better. What, like you did with the potato or the well, banana? I, well, I kind of like just flying by the seat of my pants. It's been kind of my style my whole life. But I realize people want to like, you know, um, schedule and get ready for stuff. But, so I was getting ready this morning. I was setting up the, the, the laptop outside here. And I'm like, oh, I forgot to send her the link. I said, yeah, maybe we can do something. Here so I how am. are you, Radio Gunk? Good. See, I tried to set myself up so I too can do Sunrise. Oh, very nice. Where are you? Uh, where are you at? I am on the Gulf Coast in uh, Florida right now. Oh, damn. Well, are you near? Um, do you say where you're near? Because I don't. I don't really push people if they don't want to say exactly. No, I'm are near, you near uh, like Fort Myers. Um, I am north of Fort Myers, between like Sarasota and St. Pete. Okay. I used to. Um, I used to vacation at Sanibel Island back in the day. I love Sanibel Island. Uh, and it got destroyed during the hurricane. Are they um, getting their stuff back together? No, not really. Huh? It's huh? actually no, not not really. There's still you know boats on the side of the road and stuff like that. You know, my friend um, Richie Wilson, who used to work on the Stern Show and Howard TV, he uh, his he has a restaurant called Giggle Waters, and they immediately went there with like a food truck and started you know giving people free food and stuff like that, and they still do it. Here comes my puppy. Hang on one second. What kind of dog you got? I have a silver lab and a yellow lab. Damn, nice dogs. Mm. I, I would sneeze my face off, but really nice dogs. <laughs> no, I, I love that Sanibel Island, and that whole bridge got destroyed, so so they're not going to be set up anytime soon or back yeah. to normal. You know, when the hurricane hit, everybody was curled in the fetal position because I was still up north. I just right. moved out of I just moved out of the city last year. Oh really? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, do you regret it? Um, slightly. Do you? How do you feel still being there? That's a great question. I I don't know how I feel. I hate I I. New York has passed me by because if you don't if you don't have a big high profile job, it you know you're you're. I I don't want to say I'm lost, but everyone is. It's hustle and bustle. Everyone is just trying to make a buck and, and, uh, you're, I don't know, you're, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I, I, I don't like it anymore. I mean, it, it made sense when I was doing opening Anthony, I should say. And then like, there was always something to do or always something to go to. So you were distracted, um, away from the stuff that makes New York city terrible, which is like, uh, the, the city taxes, the, uh, the parking situation, yeah. everybody in your Yeah. But the parking city. situation is, I mean, you know, all of us who kept a car in the city or weekend elsewhere or whatever, like I have always done, you know, you got out of the city. You 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 left when it got shitty or when the tourists came in and right. it made for a better experience. You know, if you're <clears throat> and in terms of high profile jobs, it's, um, you know, it's just all relative. It's 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 regular people work. Not really anymore, actually. It's really not regular people working it's, and living in I the mean, city. It's not. It's not as bad as people say. But I, I am so glad. Any chance I get, I could do this. So glad. So That's would you I'm, keep? Are you going to keep your apartment in the city? Like, have you debated it? I mean, for now. I mean, the you know, I I need a place to live because I've I've committed to staying in the city for my uh, my kids. Yeah. Because they don't they don't get it. They they have their friends. They got their schools. Um. So yeah, we'll we'll keep the apartment. I I have uh, 
I could easily do that. Oh, wait, I got a super chat. My thing is, if I get a super chat, I got to put them to the front of the line and read their crap. Of course cold. you do. Sometimes it's bad, and it might be about you. Let's see. Uh, but we can handle it. We can handle it. Of course uh, it's about me. Josh Foster, 1127. What a weird uh, number. Opster, thanks for having Radio Gunk on. Want to ask you about a strange rumor. Like 10 years ago, did you get into a fight with Simon Rex at a Queen's? <laughs> <laughs> what? That is. You know, when you're in the public eye, there's so many dumb things that are said about you. No offense. Did God. you? Did you? No, no, God, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know Simon Rex. <coughs> I, I, I would have to think about this, but I think he might have did the radio show once. We had so many people on that every once in a while there's somebody and they'll go, remember when Blank was on your show? And I'll go, oh, my no. God, that's right. We had him on. No, so I, I do not. I, I noticed that the, I noticed that my radio going doppelganger is on. And uh, in full disclosure, uh, which one? Radio Gunk. In full disclosure, um, usually it's my my co-host John okay. who will come in and ask you the most esoteric questions he can possibly think of. Okay, this but, this person right here. No, not yes, 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 yes. So that's not you, but that's somebody associated with you. It's my it's my co-host on my on oh, okay, my podcast. Okay. All right. Um, but th that's just what he does. Like, please tell tell this is true. Did the pest stand outside Howard and Beth's Friday night wedding at Le Cirque with signs that said it's all about Allison? <laughs> Allison is my best friend. <laughs> so that's what he'll do. He 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 loves to come on. You know why? Because it spurs you into different conversations that you normally right. wouldn't have had. Oh no, I don't. I don't mind this type of stuff at all. I really don't. So I, appreciate uh, that about us. Appreciate yes, that. No, you look. We had an issue there. I no, we really... didn't have an issue. You had an issue with me, and I don't know why. So why don't you tell me what happened with that? I, I th well, it got back to me. You were on some show just kind of not being too nice about but me. But did you hear it? Trashing me. And, but uh, did you hear it? I, I didn't click on exactly. it, no. Okay, okay. See, there, got, there you go. There you I go. Got, I got enough people that help me out and go, yeah, man, this uh, this radio gong. I, like, I trust the people around me. That's all. You no, around you, right? You know what? You know what? When somebody comes to me and says, "Oh, you know, if somebody was talking shit about you," I, I don't care, because you know what? I know that everything. I mean, other than malicious assholes, which there are many of them, but I, I know that all of it is absolutely in in well, the, the purest intention of just goofing and having well, fun. Well, you you just hit on something that's really good. Malicious a holes, like that's the problem. That's why. I've had problems over the years just taking it because there are a lot of malicious uh, people that will just not leave you alone. When you get a, a certain level of fame, it's a it's a it's a very different world. And and yeah, maybe I should like take some of this crap uh, better, but it's hard sometimes, you know. I, I do want to answer that question. The pests were crazy, and, and they had the they had their own thing going on after a while. And as I read that comment, I wouldn't put it past a pest that they, they, uh, they, they, you know, they might have done that, but it, it would have never had anything to do with uh, me or Anthony encouraging that one. That's no, it's a was. silly thing. They did not do that. He's just, he's just, <laughs> he's just tweaking you. They had security. You know the way when Lacerk moved to that new building, and that's where Howard had the, uh, the wedding. It was. Mm -hmm. Um, ensconced in this like cul-de-sac almost like right. in the center of that building so he had security on either side of that so there was no way anybody was getting into that so give me uh give me like a little uh, quick summary of like 
like what's your deal with the radio gunk um, podcast slash live stream? It's, so, it's, it, it, I, I, you know, people don't, <laughs> when I say this, people don't believe me, but I have never heard your, your podcast or live stream. That's okay. You know, I, I rarely come on here unless my, unless John is on here talking about us and then we usually play it on, yeah. on our show. And by the way, the thing that you were pissy hashtag unfollow me on you know what it was about it was about um a show that you did in the morning and the entire emphasis of the show was about how you were woken up by your own farts so excuse me if if the subject matter was rife <laughs> for mocking as it was yeah, and i was just trying to some people take some of this stuff that obviously I'm just trying to be an ass and try of to course be you were being an ass. So it's okay yeah. if other see people say say okay, Opie was being a complete ass about his farts this right. morning. Right. All so right. if that's talking bad about somebody, it's okay. There's John. Absolutely true. The pest stayed just outside security without us inside. <laughs> Explain radio gunk. So radio gunk just came out of my boredom at work. I designed clothing my entire life and uh, <clears throat> in between seasons and traveling, I uh, saw that podcasts were becoming a thing because I used to throw them on when I was on an airplane. And then um, I was part of a website called Dog Shed, which just basically brutalized Howard. And, um, and I appreciated their snarky sense of humor. And there were probably at any given time about 10,000 people online there. And I was like, what a, what a perfect opportunity to kind of capture some of the zeitgeist that is hating on Howard Stern nowadays, especially after he went to Sirius and became a complete asshole. And, um, and that's when we decided to start a podcast. I mean, it was at a time where people were like, what's a podcast? Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And then I quickly became, you know, I lived on, in Hell's Kitchen and I was really, really friendly with... Grillo and with Tim Sabian and Jackie and all these people. And um, it just became like a really fun way to to talk about him. And then um, at some point, uh, John, you can tell us, what were we up to, like 15,000 subscribers or something like that? Nice. And Sirius came in and just shut us down. Like, you know, they gave me three content strikes, boom, 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 and you're gone. Right. And... Um, and that was that. And then I went on to Twitch. I started doing it there. And then I was like, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to try and, and start it all over again. So about a year and a half ago, we, we started it up again on YouTube. And um, and now we just do like a Today Tonight, um, uh, Today Tonight show where we kind of recap what he's done during the day. And the show is so horrible that we, we, <laughs> we find it almost impossible to continue doing it. It's really bad. I... Uh... I started listening to him a little bit in, in the last year after not listening for I, for a really long time. I never was a regular listener of Howard Stern, uh, but his interviews are decent, but he changes his whole, whole personality when he interviews someone, which I find really strange. And then, like, I'll, t I'll tell you, I said this recently, like, when Howard just turns on a mic and talks to Robin about what's going on in his life, I like that a lot. It's really interesting, but then he has to still do all that shock jock crap that uh, is not special anymore. And that's what makes me turn it off immediately. 
and then some of the some and then some of the interviews when he has to change his voice and like he lowers his voice to try. Oh, to, he modulates so horribly. It's so I mean, weird. He's like, a completely different animal from from what he used to be. Yes, yes, John. Regular fifteen right. k. Oh, that's what it was. I reported on his granddaughter. That's what it was. So wait, they got mad at that. Uh, well, yeah, because <laughs> I, you know. I showed a picture of his his granddaughter from his daughter's Instagram, but I put a wig on it and it was really cute. I put like a big Howard Stern wig on it. Yes, of course. And um, we thought it was funny, um, but him not so much. So the, the whole the, the entirety of the the Stern show blocked me on on Twitter and on Instagram, and then it became more fun because I don't give a shit anymore. You know, I do the show for fun. It's not for making money. Right. It's just something that, you know, when we get to a point where it's not fun anymore, we won't do it anymore. And that's it. Well, t Tim Sabian talks highly of you. He's He kept saying for years, you got to talk to Monique. But um, look, the problem I have with Howard is really, really simple. He never fought his battles with us on the air. It was all behind the scenes crap and he made our lives a living hell. And that's why to this day, it's hard for me to let it go. Um, you know, I told a story recently that we killed on Letterman. It was more Anthony. Anthony killed on Letterman, let's be honest. But I was there as part of it. And uh, and the producers and everybody ran to us immediately. They're like, that was awesome. We want to start using you guys on, on this show. Like, maybe you can become sort of semi-regulars when we need a guest. If someone cancels or something, you guys are local. We could put you on. Dave loved it. And then we never heard from the, the Letterman camp again. And then someone that I, I, I don't mention his name. Because he would get really nervous, but it was told to me that uh, you know that that we were banned from Letterman because Howard made a call behind the scenes. That's the crap he used to do. He because he can, it's very passive aggressive. He loves to say he doesn't fire anybody. He's the the most honest man in show business, but he's really not. I I have to talk to you about the the Kumia thing with the trolley video in the restaurant because yeah. I gotta tell you. Without question, I thought it was you. I mean, at a cursory glance, yeah, yeah. I would have one thousand percent thought it was yeah. you. Did you think it was funny, or were you upset about that? No, I, I didn't think it was funny because I I know Anthony's ulterior motives, and he 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 wanted to start some drama. He wanted people to think that I was at a restaurant with some some woman that wasn't my wife. Like I, I sat next to the guy long enough to know that it wasn't just a cute little thing like oh look at this guy it looks just like opie and as far as like people sending me videos and pictures over the years that one that one certainly looked a lot like me 100 but uh, it really did and then over the weekend i i'm getting bombarded by you know then that then that fires up the uh the 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 nest of wasps and they come at you and then they they're like who was the woman? Does your wife know? Like now I'm getting attacked all weekend and he knows he's not stupid. So that's why I know I did not find it funny whatsoever. See, it's so cute because to me, I mean, I would I'm not. In, uh, sorry, I got to finish. I'm not in a position with Anthony where I'm going to be taking cute little, little jokes from the guy. You know, the guy has, has put me through uh, hell ever since he got fired from the Opie and Anthony show for his racist rants. And then he, he was, Manipulative, manipulative enough to to turn the audience to, and make them think the reason why Opie and Anthony ended was because of me. I'm like, no, the Opie and Anthony show ended because of you and your stupid racist rants. I kind of think that people know that. Like, I honestly do. It took years, Monique. It took years. Yes. 
You're right. They but do there was also know that now. The other uh. question, though, at the time, though, was 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 Opie responsible for you know manipulating things behind the scenes to make sure that it happened? Like, were you were you the responsible party for you know planting that little piece of sand in the oyster that is serious to to make it ultimately happen? No, no. The fact is, like. Serious XM, they, they basically don't care what you do as long as you're bringing in the money for them. And right. the fact is, with, with Ant's racist crap and his gun talk day after day, we were losing uh, our audience. Everyone knows that. And it got to a point where it wasn't worth it anymore. So they got rid of the guy. But is there a point where you guys like had to come to Jesus, like sit down and said, Ant, you got to fucking tone it down. Like you got to just I, back I up. I can't talk to that point because we barely talked when the mics were off. So to be completely honest, I think my actions during those rants uh, said a lot because I just would sit there on my hands and, and not want to participate in the, in his eugenics discussion that he brought to our show. Like for real, like we had a, we had an amazing radio show. Yeah. I was nipping at Howard Stern's heels. We were really close to overcoming him, overtaking him, excuse me. And then, and then, he used our giant platform to talk about race issues in America. That's not the show. If you touch on that here and there, sure, why not? Like anything you could touch on when you do a high-profile radio show. But he turned this giant show into, into a platform for his race crap and his gun talk. And go back and listen to the tapes. The first hour. I hour understand, but you're yeah. big boys. How do you not how do you not do a ant? You know, let's go, let's go. For drinks, let's go talk about. I mean, we, it's your, it's your, it's we, your moniker on the fucking door. This is I, your child. You're, you're not wrong, and we definitely tried. Over the years, when we had our issues, we would get together, go and you know, get drunk together, laugh our asses off. It would be honestly, it would be awesome. We'd be at a bar just drinking, laughing, and all the stuff that were bothering us about each other kind of went away in the moment and then but this uh, is more this is so much more significant this is the this is the lifeblood of your show and yeah. and i don't understand not being able like john okay i mean such a such a smaller microcosm of what you do but if john and i were having an issue i have no issue whatsoever with saying john who whom i don't speak to during the week at all other than right. when we're just about to go on air right. But if there was something that was really significant to the lifeblood of our show when we're making millions of dollars, <laughs> how does it not become something that you are, you're all over? It's you're your baby. You're hundred percent. And we, we, uh, to his credit, my credit, we certainly tried from time to time and we were able to like clear the air. I did not trash you on WATP. Okay. I just told the story, Joseph, about what happened on WATP. We're totally goofing about his stupid smelling your farts to wake you up in the morning thing. And who even knew that they were going to play a clip about Opie. And then, of course, I told the story about when um, when we were PMing with each other and they asked you for, oh, this is exactly what happened. I have no, I have no problem telling you exactly what I said. When um, they were doing a story about Scott, the engineer's wife, and they asked you for a quote about it. I think it was like the New York Post or something. And since you knew that I knew everything that was going on with the Scott money and Howard not giving him anything, I wrote you a little syllabus about what was going on with it. And then you quoted from it for your quote for the New York Post. I, That's I, it. I, 
Monique, for for real, I honestly don't remember that. That's okay. I, mean, I, I believe you. I'm not going to sit here and say I don't believe you. But uh, without getting into it, I also uh, I had other people pretty close to that story that was giving me information. Yeah, which is okay, and, but and that's the them, story I told. I, I'll <laughs> say it. I was in contact with Scott during that time because I, I couldn't believe what was going on. But I know. It, and if I... If I did do that, I apologize, but it might have been just a coincidence because I was getting info from um, the source at the time. Let's Babe, I'm so not asking for an apology, okay. but right. if people are going to talk shit about what I said about you on WATP. Well, that's, well, that's what's exhausting about doing these things because everything gets spun through like a meat grinder. But to finish your, your I mean, you're, you're, you're spot on with me and Anthony, like because we couldn't get along. And we tried and we would do the bar thing or a restaurant thing and we would laugh our asses. I'm not going to lie to you. We would, we would do a radio show for each other at a bar and we would get drunk and we would like air our differences. And I said, this is what bothers me. And he would say, this is what bothers me. And I'm like, okay, I'll try better. He said, I'll try better. Let's start over, you know, that type of thing. And then we go back on the air. And for two or three days, it was like magic again, like the early days of uh, starting this whole thing. And then it would quickly go right back to it. And I'm to blame as much as he is in some of this stuff because we left millions on the table. I mean, millions of dollars on the table. Millions. He ain't making any money. I'm not making any money. And there's Howard making stupid money doing a mediocre show. It's, it's honestly it's a hacky zoo show at best. It's honestly a damn shame. Well, he was always a zoo guy. I, I, you know, when you really study radio, Howard Stern was always a zoo guy with a bit of an edge. Yeah, he I think a lot right. of the same zooey stuff, but he had uh, an edge to it. That's what made him special at the time. But he, he was always in that genre of uh, radio guys. Yeah, but you know, so of course the question, the classic Howard question, will come up right this moment because somebody wrote it in my forum. Which is that um, it was Anthony, <laughs> was Anthony the love of your life, Opie? <laughs> yeah, I, at this point in my life, I really regret ever meeting the guy. I, and I, and that's oh, a, come on. That's not fair. You, you know, guys I, had an amazing show. Yeah, you had an like, amazing run. Monique, Monique, when you, Monique, Monique, Monique. But when your life it doesn't just revolve around that and when you're have such heartache and you do a show with a guy that you can't even talk to when the mics are off and you tried um it affects your personal life it is really it's been it's it it, it, it wasn't fun I, I made stupid money i was really famous but it wasn't fun and i I started doing radio and the haters make fun when I say this, but I started this when I was 17, 18 years old, I would have been just fine. You know, and, and after the Opie and Anthony show broke up, I, I realized why I got into radio when I started doing a new show with Carl Ruiz from the food network, Guy Fieri's friend and my dear friend and Vic Henley. And I, I, I surrounded myself with guys that, that it was easy and fun and there was no drama and maybe right. there was no drama because the show wasn't as popular as Opie and Anthony. So, you know, I, I would have to throw that in the discussion. I think the pressure cooker that was the show also affected us and our relationship. But honestly, as I sit here today talking to you, I really regret ever having a relationship with a guy. And that's like, that's, that's like a wow moment for people. But I know my skills and putting radio shows together, I probably would have been better off finding other people that I would have been more comfortable with because after would you have been as successful? 
I mean, that's for the fans to say, and most would say no um, because they know what we accomplished. I think it would have been very, very hard, of course, but I think I would have carved out a very decent living for myself, if you want to know the truth. A very decent living. I don't know. You caught lightning in a bottle. You guys ran with it, and it well, was amazing, yeah. and that's... Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I try to... I try to focus on that, but it's become me versus him many, many years ago. And it's, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to get away from, unfortunately. So. So are you friendly with anybody that you did work with the, oh, on plenty, the show? Yeah, plenty of people. I don't, I don't, I don't deal with a lot of that nonsense, but a lot of the guys, a lot of the guys I don't want to, I just simply don't want to have a relationship with. I, you know, Jim was, Jim was not a guy that you could be friends with. He doesn't really have friends. He could act like he has friends, but he doesn't. <laughs> um, you know, what? I, I surrounded myself, uh, I surrounded myself around a lot of, a lot of strange people. Cause I know, I know they made good radio. If you want to know the truth. Well, of course it was, it's like your own more articulate whack pack. I mean, let's be honest. It's a, it's people that you can surround yourself with. That's only going to enhance your ability to do a show. Yeah. And so you do it. I mean, the same thing for, for Carl, who was a great co-host for you. And um, I just think it, I just, I just kind of feel like after what happened at Sirius, and I definitely want to talk about Howard for a second, but I feel like after Sirius, uh, both of you lost your way a little bit. And I know you probably had non-competes, right? I mean, so you had to, when you left, did you have to leave? Like, did you have to not do anything for a while? What, when I left Sirius? Yeah. No, man. Um, I actually, uh, I actually had a huge uh, opportunity with WABC. They wanted me to take over for IMIS, but uh, regular radio, the money is just absolutely terrible. Yeah. And I did not want that stress. I mean, people don't understand when you do a radio show like Opie and Anthony, especially on regular radio, where you're sweating out the ratings every month. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, an, it's a pressure cooker. Uh, you know, people look at a radio show like it's so fun. It's the easiest job in America. And at, at some days it certainly is. But they were they were offering me crap money to take over for IMIS. But you know what the funny thing is? I, I talked to a guy at ABC and he he actually said, so what have you been doing the last few years? He had no <laughs> idea I was still on satellite because I'm telling you, I was privy. I had a big boss over there that really – really i was close to and he really would give me the inside stuff and i asked him one day this was before anthony blew himself up i go the show's over isn't it? he goes oh it's been over for a couple of years now yeah like but we still had an audience that was holding on but it was nothing like uh the early years of uh satellite radio we lost a big market share with that opie and anthony show was there enough people to keep it going for a while sure but then it got to a point that it wasn't worth it anymore so when Ant acted up they're like goodbye, goodbye. so let me ask you questions about serious oh, wait, wait i want to finish your question yeah i'm sorry go ahead uh because it's a it's a very good question but honestly i didn't get i didn't get a lot of offers after i left uh uh, serious. I got a decent offer from westwood one to start a podcast but they they were delusional they gave me a, a healthy number, way more than regular radio. And they, and then it came out after a year. Uh, they were disappointed because they really thought that I had enough heat, and God bless them, that I was going to bring in a million downloads a week from my podcast. And that's why they paid me so well. So after the year was over, they still liked me. And this is another th bullshit thing that's out there. 
they they wanted me to continue at Westwood One, but they wanted me to continue on uh, you know pennies on the dollar because they're like, look, you didn't you didn't do what we were hoping you would do, but we like you and you're bringing in you're bringing in okay people. So we're I'll tell you they wanted to pay me something like ten percent of what I was making, and then at that point I'm like, I might as well just do it myself at that point, and that's what I decided. But I did I wasn't let go of Westwood or anything. I had an actual offer on the table, but it was a really crappy offer. Yeah, all right, Manash, you may have covered it many times, but how many times have I been on with Opie, you shithead? Seriously, <laughs> this is all this is all new for my people who are going to be listening to this. You know, there's certain things that we love to talk to people who have been at Sirius about. For example, what are the metrics that are told to you by Sirius XM in terms of how many people you have listening to your show? It all seems so nebulous in the on the back end. I, I never. I never knew, and Anthony would say the same thing. We never knew how many people were listening to our radio show. On regular radio, you got numbers. And there was a time we were talking to at least a couple million people a week, maybe more. Right. But, but it's serious. I think the numbers are so much lower than these hosts realize that if they actually saw the numbers, they would they would jump shit their pants. Right. How many out a window, and that's why they don't give you the numbers, and they also want to hold that over you because every contract, I would I would fight with these guys. It was another thing that I know oh, Opie was stubborn and he wouldn't sign the contract. I, I wouldn't sign the contract. Here's another thing. I'll give you another exclusive. I, I wouldn't sign the contract, and I was the holdout because I knew we were worth way more money than they were paying us. I I, I knew what Howard was making. Right. And, I, and I knew from like our appearances and the phones and everything else, our social media, that we were killing it for Sirius XM for a, a bunch of years there. So every time our contract came up, I was to hold out because I'm like, screw these guys. We, we deserve twice the money that uh, they're offering us. And that turned out to be some negative thing. They weren't but isn't it weird that isn't it? They Isn't it weird that you don't have a statistic, though, to fall back on no, to say, you know what, no. we're doing so amazing. And then no, they're like, yeah, OK, how do you know this big shot? No, you had a it, it was a hunch. You just you just kind of knew. But I never I never got a number. I, I think every once in a while they would like throw the like they would throw a million. They would say you're talking to a million people like but it would be very vague. You know what I mean? Well, they're blowing smoke up your ass because I think also that they don't want advertisers to know exactly right. what the metrics are. Right. Yeah, because they could tell advertisers, you know, what does Howard say he talks to? I don't I don't think Howard Howard's not even talking to a million people. You know that, right? I absolutely think it's somewhere around 700,000 people a week. I, think, I honestly think that's even high. But I mean, now we're just kind of, you know, but we're spitballing because I, I don't even yeah. have a I don't even have a baseline by which to go by. But one time I heard they said he was talking to like 10 or 20 million people. I, I laughed so hard. Yeah, when he had Reggie Jackson on last week, Reggie was in his car coming to the show. And I guess the PR person told him, he's like, you know, you're like the Walter Winchell of uh, of radio today. You know, your your voice is so important to so many people. And I was yeah. told on the in the car on the way here, that you have tens of millions of, of listeners a week. And we're all like, no, no. I mean, no. look, you know, God bless them. But it, <laughs> it's not true, especially, I mean, in this day and age, it's really hard to grow an audience because everyone is podcasting. Even your local business is podcasting at this point. And now everyone's moving to 
live streaming. Um, let me read this. Uh, oh, it's they're being mean to me. You're, you're, you're giving somebody who's who's no, paying no, you. But, but if they give super chats, it's it's the rule. I mean, they they. Oh, it's the rule. He's paying you in shekels. What is that? Three dollars? Uh, that's about seven. <sighs> about seven. Ramon, get this. Yeah. Now she's doing good. See, I'll defend you. But see you. See, you're going through it. So why don't you have a thicker skin? Why don't you have a thicker skin? Oh, I'm just reacting to what's on your screen. Oh. I don't care. All right, but uh, I don't care about Fatouche. No, if they give me super chats, they go to the big screen. And sometimes yeah, 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 they yeah. give me five dollars to beat the crap out of me, but it's like it's my rule. So all right, I'll get him off. Let me uh, put one of your guys on. Come um, on. there's my boy. Um, what were we saying there? Because it was, it was, it was. Uh... Well, yeah. See, you let Fatouche uh, ruin the whole conversation no. that we were having. We were talking about the metrics of uh, <clears throat> of listeners, right? Sabian said at the peak, Howard had around six hundred thousand in uh, two thousand eight. See, um, I mean, I, I, I honestly think there was a time he was talking to over a million people, but. The number he gives now is just—it's not even close. It's—it's it's not even close. There are there. Are, what did they say recently? There's something like two hundred thousand podcasts out there, and a lot of them are worth listening to. Like the one reason why we were so famous and made so much money, and of course, you know Howard as well, was there was no there weren't options. So if right. you were good, everyone was going to jump on board. But now, if you're good, there's uh, there's hundreds of other shows that are good. That's that's and listenable and and interesting, and and there's so well, you know what it is. Podcasting, just as a general rule, um, during the time of COVID, became the most unbelievable thing known to mankind because everybody's sitting in their homes doing absolutely nothing right and there's nothing else to do so let me get a mic and and start a show not everybody can start a show not everybody can talk straight for two and a half hours three hours no i can't they even just can't that. do it I can't jimmy could that. never do a beer show he tried a beer once and pleasured every man in the neighborhood <laughs> this guy this guy jd straight shot he is he is not a fan of Jim Norton. I shall read for you. <laughs> you might have to read my comments. So talk to me about the infamous and fabulous um, lockdown video because we love that. And it's one of our absolute favorite things that you have ever done simply because there is no, there is no light shined on his Howard Stern's ability to, to be the princess at the right. ball. Can There's just, can Not enough talked about coffee? it. But basically, Club Soda Kenny, to his credit, goes, Oh, I wouldn't do this if I was you. I knew doing that video would probably end my time at Sirius XM. And unfortunately, because Howard can't take anything, he can't take jokes whatsoever at his expense. That is a fact, and you know that probably better. The than most thin skinned of them all. Um, so I. And I do regret this, and I, and I I said it once on my live stream, but it kind of passed everyone by. But I actually wrote an email to Scott Greenstein recently, apologizing for my behavior, and I'll tell you why. Because I was so frustrated with Opie and Anthony and miserable, and I finally was able to develop something new that absolutely was working with Carl and Vic. Not to the extent of Opie and Anthony, but I feel like we had a good shot of having a, a decent, successful show. You had a good vibe. I was, I was happy again. And Sirius XM, even though they cut my salary and, and took away my channel name after they said they wouldn't, 
And then they took away my replay after they said they wouldn't. I was a bitter, bitter man. But the fact is, I was really, really happy doing radio again. So I was conflicted. And I should have probably behaved just for the simple fact that I was having fun with Carl and Vic and Sherrod and Chris Stefano and others. Um, and Howard was continuing to pull his bullshit. And he changed his hours. And uh, the fact is, all those years that we worked in the same building as Howard, we rarely saw the guy. No one really saw the guy. When he would walk the hallways, people would be like, oh, my God. Like, they were seeing a dinosaur. <laughs> they were like, oh, my God. Like, it was Bigfoot. They were amazed. That's exactly were, who he is, yes. And everyone would take out their cameras because they think they got a Bigfoot sighting. It was really strange when he finally would walk around a little bit. But that had to be rare as well extremely i mean extremely rare howard's a weird dude he is a bizarre weird dude um so he changed his hours and he was on the exact same time as me and he comes up uh, a special elevator with ronnie and he pops out into the hall and then he has to walk down a hallway about Man, 60, 70 feet, maybe. maybe. Wait, before you finish, because I, I need to pick through this like bit by bit. So special elevators, that mean that he comes like right from the garage into like a, was it a service elevator or was it a special yeah, I elevator? I mean, I could only, I could talk for when I was there. I mean, things maybe have changed, but the rumor is that his limo would go in an actual elevator. No. That was the rumor. I don't know how true that is. No. That's the rumor. He absolutely would pull in. The doors would close on the side entrance of that building. <laughs> I've never heard that. Oh, yeah. No, he never he never stepped out of a, a limo on the streets of New York. Um, and then the rumor was that him and the limo. This is a rumor. I, I don't have proof of this, but it's been said to me many, many times for many, many years that the, uh, the uh, limo would go up an elevator. Manash, Opie, you mentioned you saw Howard in the park. Did he ever talk to you? Oh, Jesus. Uh, no. So, okay. So then he would pop out in a hallway, and then he would have to walk down to, like I said, 70, maybe 80 feet to his compound. I mean, compound. He had half the floor. for. Yes, his. I've been up there. I've seen it. Okay. So all of a sudden, and I would come out of the regular civilian elevator at Banks, walk in take my left to my studio so we we started crossing paths in the morning so i was at a point where i did reach out to howard's people because there's been bad blood for a really really long time he apologized to brother wheeze about making his life miserable when he used to go after his as howard now says slow adult child yes. I heard that recently. I could not believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Wendy, the, you know, I'm not even going to say the word out of respect, whatever. I, I think you should be able to say whatever word you want, but Howard has a character called Wendy the retard. Wendy, okay. You could say it. <clears throat> I was listening to recently. I didn't know he's calling her Wendy the slow adult. <laughs> oh, that's been years. <clears throat> that's been years. But here's my point about that. Like all of a sudden, like the word midget, became bad but now you call the person a little person what's the difference you're still you're still pointing out that they're they're different than quote normal so so what is he accomplishing by now calling her wendy the slow adult 
that's the rebranding of Howard Stern 2.0. That's the that's the Marcy Turk error where he is a um, interviewer and not just a hacky Z Morning Zoo guy. This is the you know. I get it. I get where it's coming from, but but it's more of a social issue, Monique. Like, what are you accomplishing? You're still making, you're still pointing out that uh, a little person. They are different. It is is different than the quote norm out there that. Wendy, the slow adult, that's different than the norm out there. So at that point, you might as well call her Wendy the DR. Uh, but anyway, I, 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 that's a side thing. So okay. So I, um, he, he made fun of Brother Weez's, uh, uh daughter relentlessly, and, and he felt bad. And he finally called up Weez, and he was making amends with people that he really beat the crap out of in his radio career. Had a great conversation with Weez for over an hour. And I don't know if you know uh, the history of why I bet I had bad blood with Howard Stern, but it goes all the way back to when Howard used to beat up Brother Weez's daughter when he went into the Rochester market. Brother Weez meant everything to me. And I always said to myself, if I ever had the chance, I will I will go after this guy. And I was just a, a schmuck in radio at that point with a with a dream. But fast forward, it ended up happening. So I'm like, screw it. I'm going to take my shots at this guy. He's garbage for what he did to my friend. So um, Brother Weez knew all that. And he uh, he had a great conversation with Howard. And at the end of the conversation, he asked Howard, he goes, what about my boy, Opie? Because at that point, I was more than willing to talk to Howard Stern about right. whatever bad blood we have. And Howard, I swear I could get Brother Weez on this thing. Brother Weez has said this on a show many times. He, uh, Howard Stern said to Brother Weeze, I'm not ready for your boy Opie yet. <laughs> wow. But I tried. I tried. I, I talked to people that you probably know. Uh, I talked to Greenstein about it. I said, look, you know, I know it's not good for, for business with Sirius XM. And I know it's not good for my business, as me personally, that I'm taking uh, big shots at the biggest guy on the platform. But I explained to Greenstein, you know, some of the problems that I had with Howard. And I said, look, I'll even sit down with the guy. I don't have to be on a show. It doesn't have to be a big, giant thing. You know, if he wants if he wants the conversation to stay between uh, me and him, I'm more than willing to do that. Whatever it takes, I'll sit down with the guy. And, uh, you know, I think Greenstein at the time panicked, like, you want to, you want to, you want to actually sit down. You know, Greenstein was in a panic because right. there's no way he was going to go to Howard with this. Uh, That's with, their cash cow. Of course not. Yeah. So so I look like the idiot that I'm going after the big dog over there. But I had my reasons. But I was willing to sit down. But anyway, so then um, we go back to the hallway. He changed his hours. We started passing each other in the hall. And I just said simply one day I looked at uh, Kenny before I got to Howard. I go, I go, Kenny, F it, F it. So I saw Howard. I looked him right in the eye and I said, good morning. Like really nice. Like, good morning. Like you would say to a fellow employee. Right. And we walked by. He didn't say a word. And Kenny starts giggling like a schoolgirl. And I go to Kenny, what's up? And he goes, uh, he is so mad. Because, you know, Kenny's a security <laughs> guard. He can pick up on things. He goes, he is seething. He's so mad. He said, hi. And I'm like, I remember thinking, that's crazy. Who gets mad at a at a high? Uh, no matter you know who it's coming from, right? So then this happened a couple more times. I don't know the exact total. If I say the wrong number today, you know I apologize. But at least it, I would say a total of three or four times at least. 
And then um, next thing you know, one day I'm going to work. I get out of the elevator banks. I'm ready to open the door. There's a security guard like this at the door. And I'm like, that's weird. And I, I try to open the door. And he's like, no, 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 no. He's on the other side of the glass. No, 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 no. And I'm like, what the hell? And then he puts up his finger like, wow. I'm like, what is this? And me and Kenny are like trying to figure it out, right? And the guy's really focused looking down the hall. And next thing you know, Howard and his and Ronnie and that his story. merry band of midgets comes yeah. like strolling by. Yeah. Well, they they walk with him like he's uh, he's the president. He's got security in front. He's got security. How much security back. does he have? Like how much security does no, that man have? I mean, I I don't know. I honestly don't know. I know Ronnie was his main guy, but I, uh, past that, I, I would be speaking out of turn. But when he entered the building, though, he had Ronnie, and then he had um, whoever serious, you know, uh, assigned him to just get him in his area. So I think that's all that was. But no one was at work yet. This is morning radio. Like, literally no one. It, it was like, at, at that time of the morning, it would be, well, this was after Anthony left, so it would be the show I was doing in mornings and a couple other little morning shows inside little studios. But no one was there. I mean, if you counted the amount of people that was actually on that floor when Howard came to work, it had to be less than a dozen people. For real. Amazing. So, so it was you. So you're the reason that lockdown oh no, occurred. Oh no, it, oh, no. It was told to me 100%. And this is why it's so frustrating with Howard because, you know, he he spun the story on the air differently that some intern or something was bothering him for an autograph and he couldn't take that and he just wants to get to work and and start his show. But uh, then it was told to me by a couple people because I, I had my people at Sirius. They're like, no, man, they, they locked down the hallways because you said you had the nerve to say hi to him in the hall. So this was happening every day. I would get there. I would get out of the elevator banks. There would be the two glass doors and the security guard like this and, you know, putting up one moment and blocking my entrance. And I, I supposedly at this point, I was a big radio show for Sirius XM. And I, I would watch Howard walk by day. I'm looking day. at your chat. I'm sorry. <laughs> love oh, you. Love you. Uzi. Love you. Are you like the Husey? Oh, I love him. For me if Monique is into Irish guys. Wow. <laughs> Damn, man. That sounds like a good time. Oh, he's so cute. I love him. I was on his show not too long ago. I, I, I love him. Um, I think so, he's so snarky and dry. He's just amazing. If you don't know him. So day and day after day, this was happening, and we'd have to stay in the elevator banks. And I'm getting mad because I'm like, I was told for a while there I was the second biggest show at Sirius. Who knows if that was even probably true? I would assume maybe, but so finally I just started picking up my camera and I started filming it. And Kenny would just shake his head. He's like, I wouldn't do that if I was you. And then I filmed him. I filmed him probably. I don't know, maybe three or four times. Wait, so how are we only seeing the one? Do you have the other ones? I do have the other ones. They're not as they're not as good. And then maybe I'll post the a montage of it. But the oh the my god, please do that, right. please. We need that. It's like Zapruder films to us. You but need figured, to do that. But it got me in so much trouble, and that was the best one by far. Um, and I, I sat on that video for a long time because I'm like, man, I know if I post this, I'm I'm done. Because right. I just know how he is. But it finally got to a point at SiriusXM where I'm like, I don't care. I, I just don't care anymore. I'm tired. I'm exhausted, right? So uh, podcast noises. Yeah, you do what's your dog barking at? Yeah, I know. I need to, I need to shut so, the door. 
Let me so, just shut the door. I'm sorry. Yeah. I literally cannot see the uh, the comments anymore. This this sun is so bright. I'm just putting people on the big screen. I can't even see what they're saying. The sun is so bright in my uh, MacBook, and my battery's going, so we might have to start wrapping up. But um, so Kenny, you know, to his credit, he's like, I wouldn't do that. He knew, and I finally got to a point. I I don't remember. It, it was it was a while after I actually filmed it that I posted it. And I knew then I was on the fast track of leaving Sirius XM. But was that the same year that you also did the video in the bathroom with the poop? Uh, well, the poop thing is a, a complete exaggeration. That uh, it was, that's what they tried to get me for. And then I, uh, I fought them. I got to be careful how I talk. But in the end, like I say, I had a gentleman's agreement with Scott Greenstein and Sirius XM. I was fooling around with, with guys that I you know, th that I thought were on my side. And then, you know, uh, one of these guys turned on me and tried to make, uh, make a big deal out of, out of literally, literally nothing. nothing. And they knew that when they finally get saw the video, cause you know, I, I got, I got, I can't really talk about it, uh, but, uh, uh, I could, I could say this, like we weren't going to go down that way. And my, I had uh, my agent my, and, and a lawyer get involved immediately. And then Sirius XM's like, well, let's see the video then that everyone's talking about. <laughs> the video. And let's just put it this way. They couldn't be nicer after that. They really were like, oh, my God. And I'm like, yep. So we had a gentleman's agreement in the end. I could say that much. Um, yes, Lord Pembridge. That is exactly right. Everyone seems to turn on you in the end, Ope. Uh, I got my people. You do, but you know, do you do you feel like do you was, feel like when you both, um, like when you were gone and Anthony was gone and he went and started like this compound media thing and has like this whole crew, which I I I personally feel that he probably lost a shit ton of money on on Artie and all the promotion that went into having an Artie Lang be on the show and stuff like that. But I mean, Artie. Did you, Already started on my show uh, after Anthony left, and uh, you know we. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it's okay. We uh, he get, he's unbelievable how great he is and how quick he is and how funny he is. Yes, and I, and I got messages from him like, "Oh, this is going really well, and I really enjoyed doing your show." And he was basically saying, "I wouldn't mind doing this on a more regular basis." But at that point, I was like, "I can't enter into a another relationship with." with someone that is an addict. Well, you know what? It's the right move to be honest with you, because I don't think that's ever in I think when Ant did it and he had that huge billboard right outside the, uh, the tunnel and the whole thing, I think right. he put a lot of money into the belief that Artie could do this when, right. when in reality, pretty much everybody knew that Artie couldn't do this. Like Artie couldn't do it. We've all heard the stories. I've heard many a story of, people going to Artie's house to do the podcast with him. Yeah. And, you know, they, they'd schedule the show for like 10 o'clock at night or something like that. Yeah. And then Artie would disappear into the bathroom for two hours. Yeah, it's a damn shame because he's so damn funny and so, I mean, so talented. 
and it should have worked with Anthony. You know, it's uh, it's too bad. I mean, on paper, that should have worked, obviously. Absolutely um, should have worked. Absolutely. But, the, but after the uh, lockdown video, uh, I also did the video where I entered Howard's area. And after I did that video. Oh, they, with the cleaning woman let you in? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's the reason. And it's been told to me by a lawyer that's no longer there. Mm. So I, I got, as the kids say, receipts. That was the reason right there. Because Howard just made their life a living hell that that, that happened. And then they were just trying to find anything they could get me on after that. And then, you know, they went for the other thing. And like I said, I, I kind of mopped that up with you. But I, I was just out of my I was just out of control and out of my mind. Like I said, I, I did apologize to Greenstein because I'm like, man, I, I actually really liked what I was doing at the end there. But I was live on Facebook. I was feeling it. And uh, we were walking out after my radio show and. I saw Howard's area and I kind of hinted to the guys, I'm going to try to get in there. It was more for Facebook live. Like, um, you know, sometimes you do things knowing there's going to be no payoff, but the, the journey before there's no payoff is kind of exciting. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? But also only Howard pranks, no one else. So right. he's the only one allowed to do things like that. He's the only one allowed to let somebody run naked in the hallways of Sirius when there's like, you know, a function going on in the fishbowl. You know, he's the only oh, one yeah. to do those things, not yeah, you. If anyone else does that, you're 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 fired. But so I John guess. has a question that he always, you know, we always poo-poo it because I don't believe that it's true. So we'll ask you really quickly. Okay. John constantly thinks that um, Howard is a silent partner in Sirius. Well, I mean, if you think about it, he is right. The amount of money he makes. I mean, he's making more money than the stockholders. Than the CEO. Oh, God, he makes way more money than the CEO. Do you know how much she made last year? Howard? No. Uh, what's her face? The new CEO chick. No, I just know the numbers in general. $30 million with her I, stock options. But Howard makes more than that. I know. I know. I know. He, I know. He he, maybe not officially, but he's technically a partner if you think about it. If you're making that much money, if you're making way more money than um, the, you know, the board of directors and the CEO. Then, then you have they, a say in what happens. Then you're technically a, a silent partner, right? And That's do you how think, I would look at it. Do you think that Sirius actually has a longevity problem? Like, do you think now with the onslaught of being able to do Wi-Fi in your car and, you know, the way the Tesla model is where you can, you know, watch TV, for God's sakes, if you want to, do you think that the Sirius model is on its waning days? Well, look, I mean, um, as much as we have our issues with Howard uh, and we trash him, he's still getting the job done. But when he leaves, they're they're aft. Who do they got to hold up the whole thing when, like you just said, I can now, when I first went to satellite, um, you know, it, it was a pain in the neck to get satellite in your car. It was a nightmare, right? Yes, but now? And now, and now you could listen to just about anything in your car. So if you don't have the big get like Howard, even though he's not as uh, popular or as, or as good as he used to be, he's still getting the job done. But yeah, I think Sirius XM is in deep trouble because they never really... They ne never really. Uh, I'm not even talking about the talent. I'm talking about the model itself. Oh, of course. It, you know, the technology of throwing satellites in the air is insane when, when Wi-Fi has gotten so much better. Eric Logan told me that. He's like, he told me early on, he's like, he told me two things. He said, Wi-Fi is going to be the next big thing and podcasting is going to be the next best, the big thing. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you Plastics. Know, if, I got, 
If I yeah, exactly. If I got <laughs> if I got in podcasting on the ground floor, it I, it would be a different story. I got I got into the game way too late. Uh, but yeah, of course they're aft. The technology is changing. They, I don't know if they still got all the card deals that they used to have. Um, Who needs it? You know, honestly, we always call it on our show. It's like the McAfee virus uh, protector of IBM computers. It's like it's built into your computer. You're kind of stuck with it. You know, yeah. a lot of cars have its own separate. And it's like, I don't want it anymore. Like, take it out of my car. I don't well, need this. You know, when I got let go, officially it was let go. Uh, actually, officially it was uh, my contract wasn't renewed, if you want to know the truth. Uh, mm -hmm. They yanked my VIP accounts the next day. Yeah. <laughs> they were so mad. And then, and then one day I'm in my car after years of not having satellite radio. And all of a sudden they were back on in my car. Really? You, you just got another, uh, you know, you called up Haji in uh, Mumbai and just got another like 60 days of free video of no, series. No, they just were turned back on i guess all the vip accounts or whatever i don't know i have no idea how or why but one day it popped in my car and i'm like what the hell wait a minute is, is my satellite radio back and it certainly was and i'm like cool man because i like listening to the pearl jam channel so thank you very much sirius xm yeah but do you really need it let's be honest no in the not, big scheme of things no not really not really no. i listen to a lot of podcasts in the car not a lot actually i listen to um i've been listening to fly in the wall I've been binge listening to that. Um, I actually don't listen to a lot of podcasts. So I don't know why I just said that, but um, I use them to sleep. That's what I do with them. Yeah, but well, I, but the uh, cleaning lady happened to be at that door as I'm live on Facebook. So I'm like, oh man, I almost felt like, oh, now I have to. And I asked had her, to. I said, you know, I, I forgot something there. And she opened the door and we walked down the hall. And I knew that was one of the last walks I would do at Sirius, although it took a little while. Did the cleaning that. woman get fired? No, God, no. Okay, just making sure. Oh no, and I we ended up because uh, there were there were um, employees at SiriusXM that were so mad at me because they thought she would get fired for that because they all know how Howard is. Turns out she did not get fired, and it turns out we uh, let's just put it this way: uh, the next day or a couple days later, she she got some nice things from from me as a sorry. So, right, so you were a good boy. Even well, though it was the, and even though it was your ultimate demise. Yeah, I mean, I'm, look, I'm an a-hole, but I'm also, uh, I'm also reasonable. <laughs> so, what's the future of like an OP? Because you know, is, is this something that's like sustainable for you? Is this something that, I mean, obviously I, uh, you're not doing it for the money, right? Because you know, I, just, I still like just turn this on and talking and talking to people. Um, you know, Monique, the, you know. That, that show took a lot out of me. I'm sure. A lot out of me. And it's like, I mean, if I could grow this a little bit, make a little more money, I'd be, I'd, I'd be good. But there's nowhere, like podcasting, I think, is starting to be oversaturated. Absolutely. I think, that, I think the next bit, big thing is actually live streaming. But that that's going to now be oversaturated because everyone's going to start live streaming on a daily basis. It, it's just... Um, Unless you're Joe Rogan or like uh, Bill Burr or like Burt Kreischer and a few others, there's not a lot of money in podcasting right now. No, it's done. It's honestly, it's um, and, and that's why you know my whole thing with this has always been just doing it for fun. And yeah. and once once it feels like it's a chore or that you need to do it, and I I feel like you do it 
in a lot of the same way I do. I mean, I personally don't have the money you do, but I don't have to work. So right. I don't feel like um, it's something you just have to do it for fun. Because when it's not fun anymore, you stop doing it, you know? Yeah, no, I, um, I and people, when I say this, they just don't buy it, which is fine. But I'm having more fun. I don't make any money, but I'm having fun. It's it's stress-free unless some of that Anthony crap comes up. And then, then we have to f go back you and forth. Right, you fell right into that one, though. You fell right uh, no, into man, that I, one. Yeah, I, 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 I know that guy as far as you know, his motives and how he manipulates people. No, man, I'm not going to let that go. He wasn't trying to have a little fun. No, sorry. Well, I'm sorry it went down that way. I I will be the first to admit that I automatically assumed it was you. I would yeah, have no idea who your wife what, is or what she looks yeah. like. I just assumed that he's like, uh, like, okay, that's really weird. Although I can't imagine that Monique, he and Dopey. You're smarter than that. Yeah. I can't I imagine that he and Opie no, would no, be no. in the same room at no, the same time. I'm going to call you out on that. You're smarter than that. I don't know much about you, but it, through Tim and this and that. and just It's a cursory of, glance, though. So at a cursory no, glance? Why did it, like, he wasn't even in that restaurant because why, why isn't he talking on the video? So, I just assumed that it was somebody who sent him a picture. I didn't think that he yeah, was actually he there. Like he was there, and it's like, are you not being – on the actual video with your voice makes it even stranger and creepier. Yeah, it was honestly it was cursory. I didn't even I didn't even give it a second glance Fair until enough. all of a sudden it blew up that right. you know that it was a thing and it got like millions of views because I feel like because you reacted to it. It got more views because you reacted That's to it. Well, when, before I reacted to it, it already had a couple million. You know, anything Opie and Anthony get, gets the people talking. True. That's what's so sad. The bad blood between me and him is so bad that I have no desire to do anything with him ever again. And I'm not dumb. I know it would be millions of dollars, but it's not worth it to me. In the end, it's just simply not worth it to me. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I did enjoy your walking through New York videos you used to do. I'm going to do more of those. Um yeah, thanks. No, I'm gonna do more of those. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I kind of stopped because it, it it was just cold. <laughs> but, but as spring hits, I'll I'll do more of those. I appreciate that. Can you read it? Opie, Pearl Jam is the most overrated band in history. They stink. Got any blow? Wow. <laughs> Jesus. He's the funniest. He's this is him. This is absolutely easy. Yeah, maybe I'll. He's been trying to get me on his stuff for you. Oh my God, he's he's amazing. I'm gonna highly recommend that. Well, not that you would ever do my show, but have him come on your show because you well, you suck you that way. Of, I just kind of did your show because now you take this and do whatever you want with it. No, I don't know. I can, I guess. Or or I'll, I'll do a separate thing with you. But uh, I have so many questions that seven o'clock in the morning doesn't really you know bode well for. Well, look, we we. Uh, this was good. And then, you know, I, uh, I'll just come on if you got another question. How about that? Well, you know what? I'll put it out to the people. I'll see if they want me to do this with you again. And then you can do it with me. But whatever. That's fine. Whatever. whatever. But, but thanks for finally having me on. I figured, you know, since you had a potato on, you surely, <laughs> surely those guys wouldn't be an issue. Those guys have uh, been fun, and you know, I I, I obviously got to like develop this a little more, but I just have fun doing it, you know. As you should, as you um, should. But Monique, this was a pleasure. I have no Indeed. 
we had that weird thing. It's over. I have no issues with you. I, I appreciate you, you know, coming on the show and everything. Yeah, this was fun. Thanks so much. I'm not gonna not gonna go have some coffee. What's the what's the big uh, what's the big plug for you? Um, okay, so RioGunk.com at the forums where we chat about everything that has to do with anything, social commentary. And Monday through Wednesday is the Today Tonight show that usually starts around 9.05 at night, live stream on YouTube, and podcast is everywhere where podcasts are available. Do you, um, one final question for you, do you, do you give Howard credit when it's due or is it like F all that and we just like talk about, you know, the bad stuff? I save, I save hate for family and I don't, you know, I don't hate on him as much as some of my um my co-host do because i don't know him enough to hate him like you know i only hate people i know personally and so yeah. you know i try to come at it with a maybe sometimes a dissenting viewpoint from the rest of my guys um simply because i, I don't buy all the bullshit as being who howard is yeah i don't i don't hate the guy at all i just really frustrated all those years he would fight these crazy battles behind the scenes he never really took us on on his show. Not that we even wanted never that. Never took you on. Never took you on. He took on every other radio show. But when it came to us, like he was this tough guy on the air. But behind the scenes, he would be calling my boss and yelling and screaming. My boss wasn't his boss. Because in his delusional mind, he thinks that if he gave you any any kind of recognition, it would make you guys more popular. And he didn't want that. Yeah, I understand that. His ego got in the way because uh, – and CBS, man, going back to CBS, they were so frustrated because they finally had a lineup that was crushing around America. And then obviously we blew it up with our dumb stunt. But the thing should have been Howard Stern in the morning, Opie and Anthony in the afternoon, and then like Don and Mike was – they were killing it. And uh, uh, at that point I think they were in uh, middays. They had the lineup. But then Howard insisted that we, we, he didn't want us on the same stations as him. It's just like, God. who cares, man? You're, cr I mean, at that point, he was crushing it. He cares. I know he cares. He cares he a little cares. too much. A little too much, Howard. Howard, call me. Call me. <laughs> All right, you. I'll be at your house in an hour. Call me. <laughs> gonna go have some iced coffee and um and yeah this was fun see see now we've cleared the air see it's all good oh wait i got a super chat monique what's your thoughts on jocktober what a weird question i have no thoughts on jocktober i can talk to you until i'm blue in the face about cocktober but i have no uh, thoughts on I, I do have to say look uh you know he I don't know. What do I know? Like, like I said, I mean, we, at one point we were talking to like 250 to 270 people between Facebook and YouTube. Um, and he's talking to way more than that. So what do I know? But it just sounds like, ugh, God, when he starts talking about some of that sex stuff, am I, am I becoming a goody two shoes? I feel like he's too old to be talking about that crap. He's going to be 70 years old. He is too old to be talking about this crap. Everybody that is on his show is eligible for Social Security. Everybody. God bless him. I mean, God bless him that he lasts. And that, that there are long. certain conversations that I don't care to hear from Howard's mouth. I don't care 
for him to tell me how sexy an 18 or 19 year old is. I don't care for him to tell me how sexy he thinks Millie Bobby Brown is. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't need to listen about titty dresses or shit like that. And what's missing from his show so desperately is the thing all of us used to tune in to on Mondays or when he came back from vacation about, which is to hear what he did in his real life. Yeah. And like John always loves to say, if he would just exploit that, if he would just talk about you know what his what his um weekend really was like in your 50 million dollar home right. you know what it's really like to be friends with you or come over for dinner or yeah. what it's really like to to be somebody who's probably never going to come out of his house again he'll probably never be in the serious uh studios I no, again i have no idea but you're 100 percent right i mean if i I'll, I'll i'll end with something nice here about howard when he just turns on the mics and talks about his real life it's really a good listen it's a great listen because we're interested in peeling back that, that right. layer. Right. And he doesn't do that anymore. He'd rather shock stuff is dumb. The phony phone calls are so fake. It's embarrassing. Lame. It's his all interviews lame. are good, but he changes his whole persona for them. It's like, it's whatever, man. Look, the guy's still kicking ass. What am I? And, and here I am outside freezing my balls off. Exactly. All right, Monique. Thank you very much. All right, sweetheart. Thanks. Nice talking to you. Absolutely. We'll do it again. Okay, bye. All right, bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for hanging with us tonight. Please join us for any further discussion at RadioGunk.com in the forum section. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at RadioGunk. And don't forget to like this and subscribe to us and hit that little bell so you know when we're doing a new show. Thanks.